This is Empowered Explant, the podcast helping women ditch their breast implants with confidence. I'm Dana Mersica, a board-certified health and wellness coach and explant warrior. So if you are in the research phase, there can be a lot of confusion between all of the different types of explant surgeries. I remember personally feeling completely overwhelmed by all the options and trying to figure out which one was right for me. So here's the breakdown in regular people language of the types of explant surgeries that are available and who they may or may not be suitable for. And also stick around to the end for my tips on how to make the best decision for you. Before we get into it, please know that I am not a medical doctor and this podcast does not constitute medical or mental health advice. I share from my personal experience, research, and conversations with other people. If you are experiencing symptoms, pain, post-surgery complications, or mental health concerns, please seek care from your medical provider or your surgeon. And please make any medical decisions in consultation with a qualified and experienced healthcare professional. Okay, so there are three main breast implant removal surgery procedures, and then a couple of other considerations and optional add-ons to think about. All right, so the first is a simple explant. This is the least invasive procedure where they make a simple incision, typically in the crease underneath the breast, and they cut through the scar tissue capsule that is formed around the breast implant, okay? And they so they cut through that capsule and they remove only the breast implant. So in this scenario, they slip the breast implant out and your capsule, your scar tissue remains inside your body. This is a pretty straightforward procedure and can be done under general anesthesia where you are completely knocked out or under local anesthesia where you're awake but don't feel anything. This is really only recommended if you have a thin, non-problematic capsule and you haven't had your breast implants for super long. Okay, so now if you have capsular contracture, which means you have a thick calcified scar tissue, uh, or you have a bacterial infection, or you've had your breast implants for a really long time, uh, and have a higher risk of leakage, rupture, thicker capsule, then this may not be the best option for you. With that said, it is the cheapest surgery option, often with the least recovery time, which can be a contributing factor to your decision-making process. Okay, so the second option is explant with total capsulectomy. This method removes both the implant and the scar tissue capsule, but not necessarily all in one piece. Often they'll first make an incision through the capsule, then remove the implant and go back in to separate the capsule from the healthy breast tissue and the chest wall. And then they'll remove the capsule either in one piece or multiple pieces. Or they remove the implant with some of the capsule and then go back in to get the rest of it. This is a great option if you want all the capsule scar tissue removed, but you don't have a rupture or high risk of leakage. This removes all the scar tissue from your body, 
but it's less complex and difficult to perform than an on-block procedure, which we'll talk about next. A quick side note, if they leave parts of the capsule behind inside your body, this is called a partial capsulectomy. And sometimes that is necessary uh, for your health and well-being. And sometimes a surgeon will need to make that decision when they are in surgery. Okay. So the third choice is an on-block capsulectomy. En bloc is a French term, actually, that translates to altogether or as a whole. This means that the surgeon performs an incision through your skin, but they stop short of the capsule. Then they masterfully separate the capsule from the surrounding tissue and remove the breast implant together with the surrounding capsule intact around it, all as one unit. So this is much more elaborate of a procedure, and I highly recommend only going to a reputable and experienced surgeon for this method, okay? This procedure is for sure recommended for women who have a known rupture or have had their implants for a long time and are at high risk of leakage. It also tends to be recommended for women who have textured implants or capsular contracture. And this is because the capsule is actually protecting your body from whatever is going on inside it. So if you have a rupture or a bacterial infection and they cut open the capsule while it's inside you, you're at way greater risk of that gooey, gross mess leaking inside your body into your surrounding healthy tissue. Um, so also it's very much recommended out there in the explant community that if you have a lot of symptoms, if you're highly symptomatic with a lot of breast implant illness symptoms, that you consider going the on block route or at least a total capsulectomy route to remove the scar tissue. Um, there, we're going to have a lot more discussions about that on the podcast because there's just a lot of conflicting information out there, different opinions. And so I'm excited to dive into that in future episodes with surgeons um, and experts who really have a lot of experience and research in this field so that we can get to the bottom of that. But it's important to also note that good surgeons who offer on block should not guarantee removal by the on block as a whole one piece method. This is because there are some situations where once they get inside, they realize they can't remove the entire capsule intact. An example of this could be that a part of your capsule has grown into your ribs and it could become dangerous to your other tissue or organs to remove it altogether. So they might have to revert to a total capsulectomy or in some cases, cauterize what's left or leave a tiny bit behind if there's risk of, for example, puncturing a lung. So those are the three methods of breast implant removal, and only the simple explant can be done under local or general anesthesia. Total capsulectomies and on blocks should not be done under local anesthesia because they are much more invasive procedures. 
So for those, you'd be looking at general anesthesia and of course, a bit of a higher price point too. All right, so then there are the common aesthetic add-ons, which can also only be performed under general anesthesia, okay? So there's a breast lift, which can be beneficial if you've got a lot of stretched skin or sagging, and there's fat transfer, which can help restore volume to your breasts using your own fat from another part of your body. So that involves liposuction of another part of your body. Both of these can be done together or separately, and some surgeons will do them at the same time as your explant surgery, while others recommend waiting a 6 to 12-month period after your explant surgery for best results. All right, so you definitely need to consult with your surgeon about that. Of course, both of these increase cost quite dramatically, recovery time, and risk. And they should only be performed under general anesthesia. We'll discuss these add-ons in more detail in future episodes because there's a lot to cover there. Uh, Now, I'm not going to tell you which type of surgery you should choose because there are a lot of factors involved in making that decision, okay? Medical factors, financial considerations, desired aesthetic results, recovery time, you really are the only person who can make that decision for yourself. And if you're struggling with making that decision, which is totally normal, by the way, then I suggest a couple of things, okay? I suggest you, A, have consultations with a variety of surgeons because it may be that all of them align in their recommendation based on your concision, your condition or your desired results, which makes the decision easier. Ultimately, if you've got a few surgeons all saying the same thing, well, maybe that's really what you need. Or maybe they all tell you something different, but you find a surgeon who you feel really comfortable and safe with and just aligned with. And B, ask yourself a series of questions. Everybody should ask themselves these questions when planning their surgery, okay? So get yourself a journal, take some time, and go through these questions. Question one, why am I getting my implants removed? And what is most important to me about this procedure? What are my priorities here? Question two, what medical factors do I need to take into account? Does this rule out any of the options? Maybe some of these medical conditions could be, maybe you can't go under general anesthesia, so you only have the local option available to you. Maybe you're at higher risk of developing breast cancer. Maybe you have textured implants. Maybe you've only had your implants for a very short time. Or on the other hand, maybe you've had them for a decade or two. Uh, So just keep these questions in mind, okay, these things in mind, because they can really help steer you in the direction of which procedure is right for you. You know, do you have a rupture, capsular contracture, or higher risk of leakage? Another question is, what is my budget? And how am I going to finance this surgery? How long am I able to dedicate to my recovery after surgery? 
And what support do I have? And once you've answered these questions and had some consultations, really take some time to sit with this decision. It's an important one to make for yourself. Often part of the reason we're facing this decision is because we didn't really take the time to get informed about the ins and outs of getting breast implants to begin with, right? So take the time that you need to make a decision that you feel good about. And, you know, for those who are wondering, uh, you know, what did my decision look like? I did. I asked myself all these questions. I consulted with surgeons. I got really clear on my why and what was important for me. And I personally went down the path of an on block specifically because my implants were 10 years old and I was having a lot of pain in my breasts. I was terrified I had a rupture. And I also had a long list of breast implant illness symptoms. And so for me, it felt most important that I go into surgery with the priority of protecting my body from any potential silicone leak and removing any contaminated tissue. Okay. Um, I didn't end up having a rupture, thankfully, and my capsules were actually fairly thin, surprisingly, but they were stuck to my ribs and in my armpit area. Uh, As far as budget goes, could I straight up afford the surgery? No, I could not. I put the whole thing on care credit and I'm still paying it off. But ultimately, I feel really good about my why and the decision I made for myself. And that's what I hope for you. I want you to have the most empowered explant experience, whatever that looks like for you. And it will look different for you than it does for somebody else or for me. And that's okay. I know women who have had their surgery, their their implants removed under local anesthesia, and they just had the implant removed and left the capsule behind because they were constrained by their budget, but they had to get their implant out. They just, they couldn't have them in their body anymore. And they know that they, they knew that they needed them out. They didn't have their implants for very long. And that was the choice they made and they're doing great and they healed wonderfully. I also know women who have on the complete other side of the spectrum, they went the full gamut. They had their breast implants removed. They had a lift and a fat transfer all in one sitting. That's a huge undertaking, but they did it. That's what felt right for them. That's um, what they wanted as far as their results go. And, And, you know, they felt good with their surgeon. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of conversation about there about, you know, you should do it this way. And yes, there are recommendations based on your situation. Like I just discussed that, that can mean that you should go in one particular direction because of your medical condition or your risks or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but this is your choice. And as long as you're making that decision from a place of empowerment, you know, you know, you have all of the information laid out in front of you and you're making an informed decision with a surgeon who you trust and feel good with, someone who is competent and experienced and, and has your best interests at heart. And they're going to look after you when you're in that operating room and beyond after surgery as well, then you do you, boo, okay? 
All right, well, thank you for listening. I hope it was helpful. I'd love to actually know if this helped bring you some clarity or if you still feel unclear and have questions. Send me an email to Darna, that's D-A-R-N-A-H, at empoweredexplant.com reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. You can also download my explant planning checklist at checklist.empoweredexplant.com. It's super helpful. Trust me. I'll link to it in the show notes and please share this episode and leave a rating and review on the show if you can. I super appreciate your help getting this podcast into the ears of more women who need to hear it. With that, I will catch you next week, Breasty Gang.